Well, hello. You are listening to the Swinging Flamingo Podcast. This is a sexually explicit podcast, and you must be 18 to listen unless you want to share an awkward listening experience with your parents. This is not professional advice. This is our opinion based on our journey through the swinging lifestyle. So, are you ready to flamingo with us? Well, hello. You are listening to the Swing Flamingos podcast. I'm Mrs. Flamingo. And I'm Mr. Flamingo, your corona-free host. (laughs) All right, that's enough. Let's quit talking about that. Yeah, we're done talking about the corona. We've heard it too many times. So from now on, the only corona you're going to hear mentioned is with salt and lime. I will go for the salt. Let's do it. Can you believe we're already up to episode eight? No, I can't. And we have a sponsor. And I hate to tell you, but we are already in trouble with the sponsor. Yes. Will you you go ahead and tell everybody what our sponsor's name is? It's APG. Or? Altplayground.net. Mrs. Flamingo fucked up last episode. .net, not .com. We were on the way to Oklahoma City recently for a party, and we're listening to a Room 77 podcast, and Richard mentioned that altplayground.com sends you to a scam site. Yep. Sorry about that, everyone. So we just wanted to let you know, if by chance you went to altplayground.com and got scammed out of money, the Flamingos are not employees of Alt Playground. We are simply contractors, so please do not send us any litigation. (laughs) So remember, it is altplayground.net. Not that other scam site. Well, since we're talking about our sponsors, let's talk a little more about what's going on on the website. We have a community page up, finally. We finally got a community page up. We've decided to start sharing more of our personal photos, and this will be our go-to site from now on. Now, I still don't know if we're going to put up face pics, though. You haven't been on today. You're not sure if we have face pics up. (laughs) You probably have. (laughs) Well, on that note, uh, the big wall was hopping today. Do you know what the topic of the big wall the picture page was today uh no it was plug day in other words butt plugs oh so you were all over that page i was all over it and you just happen to be all over that page today too oh, i think you might have one or two hundred pictures which to choose from are you talking about the uh sparklers out my butt <laughs> the little glow in the dark butt plug yeah <laughs> nobody knows what we're talking about now so um let's just roll forward keep me out of the hot water Now, I guess if they want to know more, they're just going to have to go to our community page and check it out. Act fast before it rolls over to our personal page. It's well worth a look. Hmm. Hmm. Well, since we're letting it all hang out today, I guess it'd be a good time to tell you I hooked us up with our first hot couple off of Alt Playground. Is this from the community page? Nope, this was off the personal page. Okay. Well, we were discussing the finer points of butt plugs and shared each other's personal pics, and I think we have a love connection. Hmm. Now, here's the bad deal. They're in Annapolis, Maryland. But the good news, I found a $29 flight on Spirit Airlines to Maryland. So pack your butt plugs. We're heading there next week. I don't know, though. Spirit will charge me for all my suitcase of butt plugs. (laughs) Maybe you could just wear it in. It's not like you don't get frisked down every time we go through the airport, is it? The butt plug would, like, set off the metal detector. I wonder if your ass would glow in the dark afterwards. They'd probably pat me down anyways. (laughs) You do get a good pat down. I don't know why, but you can go through the airport and she'll wear yoga pants and a sports bra and flip flops. They'll still be like, ma'am, we need to pat you down. Every time. Yeah, you're damn right. You need to pat her down. Every time. Well, on a serious note, one thing we're really liking about APG is the inclusivity. They're throwing big words at us this week, babe. I know. Do you feel like you're in a spelling bee? All right, Miss Flamingo, for $10,000, can you spell inclusivity? Yes, I can. Rattle it off. I-N-C-L-U-S-I-V-I-T-Y. 
You hide. You're sitting there reading it off the paper. I can see you looking at it. can't see that far, actually. <laughs> well, good job. So you win the grand prize. So let's talk a little bit about what exactly inclusivity means. Do you want to jump in on this? No. Well, since you're being a smartass, you tell us what you think it is. Let me go get the freaking dictionary if they're throwing big words at us Texans. <laughs> Basically, what inclusivity means is acceptance of all sexual preferences as well as sexual identities. So basically, you're telling me that APG recognizes nine gender identities? Yes, more than just male and female. Not only is this a swinger site, but it's open to all different people. And different relationship statuses, which is what we fall under. going to be divorced if you don't get your spelling together. I spelled it correctly. Leave me alone. I'll give you a cookie later. And eight relationship types, which you might be in the uh, divorced category. Murdered, buried in the backyard. Yeah. And then, of course, 13 different sexual orientations. That kind of brings us into our episode tonight. Yes, uh, definitely goes hand in hand. I'm excited about this episode. It is a little bit of a long one, but it's a good one. I'd say it's one of our best ones yet. We've talked to some good people, but this is a very interesting episode. And this one we've kind of been working on, I guess, for the last year. We've been had it in our minds. Yes, since we decided we we're going to be podcasters, we've known of this person and finally got to nail them down. Nail her down, rather. And it's a hell of an interview. <laughs> you said nail. And we're talking about butt plugs and nails and her. And well, this, this, episode's, this episode's got a lot of glory holes, gang bangs, oral, uh, anal sex. Yes, so it does. the butt plugs just fit right in there. Well, I'm just good with the puns today, Pack it in. Like we said in the one of our first two episodes, is that we're not for everyone. We're not going to, not everyone's going to agree with our views, but they're our thought, and we want to bring awareness to everything. Yeah, we said up front, we're not going to try to ruffle feathers, but we're also not going to be politically correct. We really feel that with this episode, this is going to scratch some people the wrong way. But hopefully you'll learn you'll learn something from it. Open your mind, different point of view. Yeah, that when we took everything away from the interview, that's basically what we came away with. Is with everything that's going on in the world right now, one thing we all need to do is sit down with people that are different than us, learn from them, and learn to accept them as human beings. So, as many of you remember, I grew up kind of in a square home. So, squares. Have you, <laughs> have you been watching Crybaby again? Are we going to fight the greasers before the night's up? Squares. Where the hell? A square home versus a round home. All right. All right. Get back on track. Yes, I've been watching Crybaby on my Netflix. A little too much. Anyways, so if you don't agree with having open-mindedness, then just unfriend us. Don't listen to us. Yeah, we'll say it to your face that if you're bigoted, it's time to unfriend us. We, we don't support that. We don't deal with bullies. We don't care if you agree with us or not, but just be open-minded because we don't agree. With each other? With each other. <laughs> Or even a lot of our friends. So with that said, hope you enjoy the episode. If you do, please give us some feedback. All right, guys, we got the Flamingos with you once again. We are rolling with another episode, and we are in lovely Oklahoma City, and we've got a special guest tonight. Say hello, special guest. Hey, how you doing? We have the Miss Lovely Foxy. So we have been wanting to get together with this girl for some time and finally had a little bit of time. Um, we're sitting in our hotel room waiting on her roofies to kick in as we do all our guests. And she, she, she thinks we just brought her orange juice. Yeah. She did crack the seal on it, though, so she, she might feel a little safer. So one of uh, Miss Foxy, why don't you go ahead and take a minute and tell us a little bit about yourself? Typical girl from Oklahoma. I mean, 
I got into the lifestyle recently, well, recently within the last year, and it's been wonderful. Let's start with the basic question. How old are you? Well, I know you're not supposed to ask a woman that question, but will you, will you tackle that one? Is that too taboo? Are you- I'm 32 years old. Okay. Most people don't think that. Um, I like to say I'm two years old because <laughs> I've only transitioned a couple of years ago, so... And it's just a fun way of saying it. <laughs> so I guess we'll go ahead and hit the nail on the head with that one. You mentioned your transition. For our listeners, uh, what exactly does that mean? I am male to female, transgender. So one of the reasons we wanted you to come on here is because it is Pride Month. We're super excited. And we actually kind of really didn't get to meet you a year ago, but we were at the same lifestyle pool party together. I know you didn't realize that. That was an interesting full party. That was my first full party, and that was like three months into the lifestyle, so it was definitely eye-opening. So I guess in essence, you can say you are one of the true unicorns in the lifestyle. They talk about single girls. Hey, we know a ton of those. I can't say we know any male-to-female trans. Yeah, people call me a unicorn. I didn't like the name at first just because I've never been huge into unicorns, and so it's just like, eh. But now it doesn't bother me anymore. It's like, yeah, I'm a unicorn, and I'll probably be a unicorn forever, but it's kind of the fun part. <laughs> it's a unique title. I guess you can own it. Yeah, absolutely. Plus, you get a lot of attention as a unicorn. Oh, yes, definitely. Every yeah. time I see you at the parties, you've got a oh. crowd, and you're bouncing oh, yeah, everywhere. I, I totally feed off the attention. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> you are in demand. Which, that's kind of fun. Well, we've got some questions for you. I'm sure not many of our listeners out there have ran into someone like you, and after talking with you, we found you to be a very unique person. So we definitely wanted to get you on the show. And one thing about us is we, just because it's not the way we play, it's not something we'll turn our back to. And one thing we always preach, if you've listened to any of our shows, is we do preach openness. It's not your bit, but uh, hey, don't poop on it. Exactly. So again, let's get back to some of the basic questions. You mentioned transitioning. Let me ask you this for starters. At what age did you realize you were female? Is that too personal? Um, it's not personal, but it's a long answer. Uh-oh. Like there's, it's more than just. I didn't just realize as female over one day. It was a process. The earliest thing I can think of is probably like back to. I always say around ten years old, but it's, it's just a guess. It's near the end of elementary school to the beginning of junior high. And you're like heading to Dallas to go to a doctor's appointment in the morning and just listening to the Oklahoma talk radios in the morning. And one of the questions they asked was just like, what would you do if you woke up as the different sex? And of course the guy answered it and was totally perverted because that's Oklahoma morning talk shows. Oh, that's what's going to happen. That's, that's a guy though. I'm sitting <laughs> like, here thinking wait. what I'd do. And I was like, I'd be squatting over See, a mirror. So let, let me get, let, I'm going to play with my boobs all day long. Exactly. And that's the problem. <laughs> my answer was just, I would be happy. It would, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily need to do anything special. It'd just be, it would just be a relief. I didn't understand why at the time, but it was just that was just the one thing that came to my mind. As I got older, like went through puberty, like I would get jealous of girls, wish I could have been like them, but I just figured all guys get like this and didn't know any better. So I was like, oh, this is just a normal thing and life just sucks. Yeah. (laughs) So eventually once into my twenties, like after a really bad breakup, I started actually hooking up with men and experimenting a bit and opening my eyes to more of who I could be. Mm -hmm. And that quickly evolved into me dressing up as a girl and going and hooking up with guys dressed as a girl, which again, still I was ignorant. I didn't, it didn't click to me. Yeah. (laughs) Was this still in school? 
Um, no, this is in, well, I was college at the okay. time, so. But then, like, one day, I don't remember what I was doing, but I was just watching stuff online, like, videos and other stuff on social media, and I came across some trans-positive stuff, so I read through it, and it was just, I opened my eyes, because it was stuff like, hey, these feelings that I've been feeling for, like, the last 15 years or so, other people have felt this, mm-hmm. and it's not a normal thing to feel it, but there is a solution, and there's a medical way to stop those feelings and be comfortable with yourself so instead of getting help i lived in denial for five years (laughs) that's gotta be rough i suppressed it through a lot of sexual repression like a lot of hookups with dressing up as a girl all different stuff got me very far into the kink side and finally it was when i was 30 i turned 30 and i thought back to something i told myself when i was 15 and it was just if I'm this miserable still when I'm 30, I'm just going to kill myself. And I wrote a huge long note and posted online on a suicide help website and no one replied after a couple of days. And I was like, well, this sucks. Oh no. That's going to be a hard situation yeah. to be in. It made no sense why I was so miserable. Like I had a wife at the time. I had a house at the time. I had food on the table. I had happy kids. Yeah, what like, was expected of you in the Bible Belt. Everything that should be making me happy, yep. I should be happy. But I was absolutely miserable and i didn't understand why so one night instead of actually doing it i decided i should at least try talking to the wife once Mm -hmm. and so i went in there woke her up and started chatting with her and i couldn't even say the words but i was just telling her how i was feeling and she's just like foxy i think you're trans and i was just like yeah that's what i've been trying to say and then within two months i was on hormones (laughs) now was she open to it at first she was a straight girl. So as I transitioned and became much more feminine outwardly, because believe it or not, I was always a feminine person growing up, the attraction faded because she's straight. I mean, yeah. she has no attraction to girls. So it's just, it was just destined to fail. And that was one thing that we even talked about before hormones even started. It's like, you know, over 70% of relationships in which one person transitions fails. Mm-hmm. It's just statistics. And it's a sad statistic, but there's a lot of stuff you have to overcome while transitioning. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine. So, I'm, I mean, it's yeah. just the thought of it to me is complicated and hard. But I will say, you know, the fact that you said you had kids, that's a blessing. Oh, yeah. And they I mean, took it so, the, my kids have taken it better than anyone else in the world. And I don't understand it. That's, that's raised them right. There needs to be more of that in the world. You look at the problems today with everything going on, race, sexuality, everything in the world. It's just, it's, there's not enough accepting to go around. Oh yeah. But my kids, I told them how I felt and they're like, okay, I don't know if they fully understood it. I told them I'm going to start going by she her pronouns and this name and they said okay and they followed through on it no questions um they say i'm happy now so it's well you better. seem happy <laughs> every and i hate to say it but it took you 30 years oh yeah and you're it took a long time to get this far but it was totally worth it yes and your kids give you the unconditional love that you needed and and it's probably a good thing i didn't transition until later in life because if i transitioned as a teenager and i looked like this as a teenager i would have gotten into so much more trouble <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's one thing we've tried to do with our kids as well is just, you know, teach them coming out as soon as they're old enough to think for themselves, you know, be who you are, be happy and accept others that do the same. I remember when we moved to Fort Smith, Arkansas, there was a cross dresser that would be in the grocery store. And at first the kids were like, oh my God, that guy's dressed up as a woman. And, you know, we're a little bit freaked out. And then within a month they'd be like, oh, hey, hey guy in the dress and would go on like it's no big deal. So we're like, hey, they'd you know, actually ask where 
where he was. They were yeah. like, hey, where's that guy in the short skirt? <laughs> Most of the time, people are only afraid of stuff because it's new. Once yeah. it starts becoming more normal, it doesn't feel like a threat anymore. Again, things you don't understand, you're scared of. Yeah. That's a, that's a given. It's human nature. Well, let's uh, if, if you're good with it, let's tap into some questions and see if you can educate people and maybe bring them to the light. You know, what, what goes on in your world? Okay, well, I'm going to throw a question out there. And again, on any of my questions, hey, I'm a straight guy. I consider myself a gentleman, but if I cross a line, feel free to put me in check. But my question to you is with your hormone replacement, I know it's an estrogen-based do you still fight the testosterone side of the horniness and the aggression of the male? Or are you more of a swing and mood swings? And I'm, I'm going to get on the bad side of every woman here that listens to me. The mood swings of a woman. What, <laughs> what, what is the effects of that like? Um, it's different. There's two main medications that doctors will normally put trans people on when they start medically transitioning. One of them is a testosterone blocker or puberty blocker. And one of them is estrogen. So the best way to say it is the testosterone blocker does what it says. It blocks testosterone. It can do this through multiple ways. It can either just lower the production of testosterone because you don't want to eliminate it all because even women have testosterone or they can turn off some of the receptors. And so, and then the estrogen does what you would think it does. It makes you feminize. But there's all this third drug. Well, let's before we go to that, let's go back to the first testosterone block. Taking it for a couple year, for a couple months straight, you have chemically castrated yourself. That's just a given. Testicles, the shaft, everything will shrink. Now, side note because this is a whole nother topic. Do you still have the desire for sex though? It's different. But you still Everything have it. Everything is different. Yes. Okay. So with that, that become that comes a massively decreased libido because you don't have functional genitals mm-hmm. really anymore. So you don't have that much of a hormones for or horniness. But there's a third pill you can take. That's I like to call it the catalyst because it helps with development. It helps with libido. It helps Mm -hmm. with moods. It just helps everything work better. For two months when I was not taking this third pill, yeah, no, I was, I was like, holy crap, I'm asexual now. (laughs) (laughs) Month after I started this third pill, it was, no, I'm pansexual and holy shit, I need someone over here now. (laughs) (laughs) So it really just depends on how the hormones affect your body. Everyone's different, but If you get this progesterone, studies have shown it does help a lot to maintain the libido and other fun stuff. And also with the estrogen, my levels are so high right now. Yeah, I get tons of mood swings because my body thinks I'm pregnant and I'm going to be pregnant for at least two years now. (laughs) I understand that. I have had a total hysterectomy when I actually take my estrogen pills. I'm like, I don't like this. It makes me girly. It makes me want to cry and have emotions. I'm... Are they estradiol? I'm over it. Is that what they're Yes. Yeah, I take those too. (laughs) Yes. I don't like it at all. So now you've got me and you button heads at the house trying to decide who's the dom around the the house. Yep, exactly. Now just imagine if she took like three of those at once instead because... That's what I used to take, but I went to injections because they're a yeah. lot stronger now. Now, did you find in Oklahoma that the doctors were willing to do the transition process a little bit harder, easier? Um, the one I was mostly worried about was the therapists because a lot of doctors here in Oklahoma require a therapist letter. That can make it where some therapists will just refuse to write a letter, which would keep you stuck in a cycle of going to go see them, hoping to see it, hoping to get a letter paying Mm -hmm. them and not getting your letter. So when I was looking for a therapist, 
I was very explicit. I'm looking for someone. I know what I want. I want to talk to you. And hopefully if you understand that this is good for me, would you write me a letter? And I found one that said, yeah, I would write that letter if I think it's best for you. So I went with that one. And within two months, I had that letter. That's good that there's... Because after she heard my story, she's like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That's good that there's actually therapists that are open. Because I know a lot of people think, you know, the Bible Belt, we just don't have that here. It was actually kind of great because I didn't even realize this whenever I found this therapist. But her mom is also a therapist that specializes in transgender services. I was like, oh, I kind of lucked into probably one of the best ones to talk to. Oh, definitely. Now, you mentioned pan. Just for our listeners. What does that mean? Pansexual. Okay. That, I'm not worried about what's in your pants. I'm not worried about how you identify. I don't worry about how you. more girls would say that. (laughs) I don't worry about how you present yourself. I'm more of, I like who you are as a person. If, if we hang out and we can have good chats and we just click, I'm more likely to like you. It's more about the connection, the emotional, emotional connection, mental. If we get out and hang out and we have a good time every time we hang out, we have similar interests. We like similar foods, all these, you know, just natural things that you do to that you like people, then I'm going to form an emotional attachment with you, which that's also kind of bad because that means I form emotional attachments with every fucking person I like. (laughs) For meeting a lot of people in the lifestyle, that could be a busy schedule. Yeah, it could be, but I I actually kind of keep that somewhat at bay because I'm trying to be a little bit of a good girl. Just a little. So as a pansexual, does that mean you're open? Is it also similar to a bisexual? I mean, you, you go both ways. So bisexual is interesting. Most people think bisexual means you're interested in men and women, but that's not at all what it means. Bisexual means you're interested in two genders and gender and sex are different. So a man could be interested in cis women like Mrs. Flamingo and trans women. Well, that's two different genders. So they would be bisexual. They don't have to be into men. So, but pansexuals, we can be into straight guys. We can be into gay guys. We can be into women. We can be into trans people. We can be into people that see themselves as not even human or people that don't even feel like they have a gender because they just don't feel it in their brain. It's not about that. That clarifies a little bit because, you know, you see it online, cisgender, this, you know, there's so many terminologies now that as someone that's basically just plays in the swinger world with... You know, from the guys from a straight point to uh, the girls a bias point. There's so many different categories now. It's hard to keep up with. Just Google definitions will save I, I, your yeah, lives. Definitely. Yeah. Well, and unfortunately, I feel like a lot of people try to put a box around what a lot of these meanings are, and they don't fit. Well, yeah. I mean, if you wanted me to get fully into my sexuality, it's like a full sentence because each of these words define a little bit more of your sexuality. Like, okay, demisexual. I am a demisexual. That means I usually don't form sexual relationships with people until I grow that connection with them. Mm -hmm. Like, just random hookups do absolutely fucking nothing for me. But if I've known you for a while and we've had a good time and then we go have sex, it's going to mean and feel a whole lot better. That must be what we are. We're a little slow. <laughs> could be. It could be. And we're, so, pr- and we're proud of it. <laughs> so, yeah, if I gave, like, all, like, if I used all the terms, it would be, like, a fucking sentence at this point. And you'd be like, what are you even talking about over here? <laughs> yeah. So let me ask you, do you think Caitlyn Jenner and Laverne Cox have made trans more acceptable in the public? I do in a way. Probably not in the way that most people are thinking, like just from seeing them on TV and stuff. Sure, seeing them helps, but I think it's more of 
the people that needed to see them seeing them, the other mm-hmm. trans people that are afraid to come out seeing them, and feeling safer to be themselves. Because when those people be themselves, well, then that gives the people around them firsthand experience. Mm-hmm. And that's what really opens people's mind. Because when you see this trans person on the internet, you don't connect with them. You don't understand their plight. But when it's your best friend that's going through it, you understand it a whole lot more. You're more willing to sit down and be like, wait a minute, maybe I was wrong. Maybe what's in my mind could be wrong and I don't know everything. And I think that way has helped. Because okay. all these people have seen... and it brings it to the mainstream. They've come out. And the more of us get out there and bring our voices out, it makes people realize, well, yeah, there's more of us than they think. If you don't realize, you, you've probably walked past more trans people in your life than you've realized. You yeah. just don't notice it. When I think people see them on TV and don't even realize until you're like, oh, wait a minute, that's a trans on TV? You know, like you just think a female or a male, yeah. whatever. The- and I understand why it's so hard to do it. I mean... In Oklahoma. I mean, oh, yeah. For the last two years, there have been trans people killed in Oklahoma. And that's an unfortunate side of it, is you do have to face that violence that happens towards trans people. And that is a very big thing that keeps people in the closet. Like, have you had any incidents like I that? I have not. That's, but that's then again, I, I mean, I've had, okay, not violent like that. I've had some interactions that have turned poor, but I get the hell out of there because I'm smart and I know it. Mm-hmm. But I've had friends that are like, I live with my Bible-thumping parents that they say trans people should be all locked up. And I'm secretly taking hormones and my mother found my pill bottle. And it's like, you need to talk to her. It's yep. like, I know it's scary. And it is just terrifying. And you could be homeless, but you're not going to be homeless because I have a spare bedroom. You'll fucking come live with me if you have to. It's going to be better if you if it comes from your mouth than her Googling what these pills are. And not understanding and what's not really understanding. happening. Like if yeah. you, I understand some people just are not going to understand and they never will. I'm a very big person of education mm-hmm. defeats ignorance. And most of the time the problem is it's not that they hate us. They're just ignorant. They don't know any better because they've never interacted with us or realized they've interacted with us yep well i get tired of these people and i've i think i muted or deleted one the other day that constantly posting something there are only two genders you know they're posting those things i, I don't care if you want to qualify yourself as an otter it, it it isn't affecting me it isn't hurting me and then these people that start saying well uh they're just doing it for attention i guarantee you there are lots of routes you could probably take in your life personally that would have been much easier than the one you've chosen oh absolutely i mean if i wanted attention i would have just went out and done porn or something this is the wrong <laughs> kind of attention it's no, it, not always good attention i'm getting like no i dye my hair for attention i don't be trans <laughs> for attention in no, fact i hide it usually there's much easier <laughs> things you could have chosen to get attention rather than taking this route absolutely so i'm going to kind of play off that one and one thing that we see a lot of on tv a lot of people seem to be freaked out by what restroom the trans are going in. Um, what, what's your thoughts on the debate? Are you familiar with the, where I'm going with that? Where, oh, what's your I'm thoughts on the debate? I'm absolutely familiar with that. And why, have, why, why are people so uh, twisted up about that? I'm, because they're hateful and they're ignorant, honestly. I've never understood it. Because when you actually sit down and think about it for more than like two minutes, it makes absolutely no sense. Because, first of all, one of their arguments is well, a predator is going to put on a dress and go into the women's restroom and touch girls. It's like, well, first of all, what's stopping them from going into a restroom without a woman's dress on? Like, 
They've already committed to committing a felony. They, they've already decided they want to commit a felony. My deal is that a predator could be straight, gay, uh, anything. Well, that's another thing, and th- it's always the fem- the male to females that get picked on for this. Yes, and I have a whole other rant on that. But if someone's going to rape someone or molest someone, they're not going to walk up to a door and be like, oh, "This is woman's only. I got to go home." can't do it today sorry no that's not gonna stop them they don't give a shit at that point yeah, that, yeah. that's why kids are getting snatched off the side of the road in vans it has nothing to do with trans or for the for the number of years everybody was talking about gays being boy scout leaders oh, I, 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 I don't, don't want a gay being a boy scout leader and i'm like well get off your fucking ass and lead a boy scout troop oh, yeah. then don't don't leave it up to someone that wants to they may try tie fabulous knots but uh, get off your ass and you know do it yourself second thing is like why well, don't want to go into a woman's restroom and see someone's penis i was like When's the last time, other than at a swingers event, that you've walked into the restroom and seen someone naked? They have stalls. That's where people pull their junk out. And if you see someone else's dick in the restroom, it's because you're looking in the stall like the fucking perverts you're claiming to not like. Oh, I do have to argue. When I wear my rompers and I go to those cheap-ass stalls and they've got like a two-inch gap, (laughs) I'm like, shit, I got to get naked in here. You know I have no bra on and no Mm -hmm. underwear. Mm-hmm. Don't wear a romper. That's part of the problem. <laughs> but rompers are sexy. Uh, okay. I'm, I think I'm outnumbered and, in this discussion. And lastly, even if they passed the law that trans women had to use men's restroom because they had a penis, or trans men with vaginas had to use the women's restroom, it's not going to solve the problem because you're going to have ma- you're going to have people that pass as men, the trans women or the trans men, they're going to be in the women's restroom. Yeah. And then you're going to have people like me that passes a girl in the men's restroom. So you're still going to have the gender differences. It's not going to solve the problem. So it's like, I don't understand the debate at all. I am a huge component of let's just fucking get rid of gendered bathrooms and just go to all stalled gender neutral bathrooms. As you were saying earlier, whenever... People were freaked out about something earlier, but once they got about the crossdresser earlier, but once they got exposed to it a bit more, it was use it was perfectly mm-hmm. fine. Well, once you started using gender neutral bathrooms, you're not gonna take a second look about no a dude coming into the bathroom and going into a stall and doing his stuff and washing his hands next to you and leaving, because I guarantee you, nine times out of ten, that's what's more, more than nine times out of ten, that's what's happened. Well, and I can't tell you how many times females go in the male's bathroom because there's a line. Exactly. And right. so they're like, I got to go. I'm not going to touch anything, but I got to go. You know, and I'm, I think there should be family bathrooms for the kids. You know, if you're not comfortable, take your kids yeah. in there, whatever. You know, do that thing. I mean, yeah, but all that being said, I still do sometimes get nervous, especially going into bathrooms at swingers events because usually I'm walking around either completely naked or in my underwear. And... No one's ever said anything to me, but it just takes that one asshole to completely ruin the night. All right, Miss Foxy, we are curious to how you ended up in the lifestyle. Were you in it before you transitioned or what? No, I was not. I looked for, well, I didn't really look for it, but I wanted to find places like this growing up because it just seemed like a fun community. I mean, I had a completely wrong idea of it before I entered into it. But <laughs> I think I everyone does. Everyone. <laughs> but no, it was after I transitioned and I started really opening up about who I was and not hiding what I liked anymore that some guy on, that I knew on Discord messaged me and he's like, hey, 
I found a club I went to with my girlfriend last night. I think you might like it. I was like, oh, yeah? And he's like, yeah, there's dance holes, glory holes. There's a cross. People walk around naked. And I was like, well, you had me at glory hole. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) And so I went there. And like I said, I had completely wrong expectations. I mean, but how do you hear that and not expect a whole lot more? But I went there, had had the wrong expectations. But I met so many wonderful people that I was like, fuck it. I came for the sex, but I'm going to stay for the people because you guys are wonderful and they're just fun to talk to and it's like you have some of the most interesting conversations because everyone is just so open with everything they talk about yeah the club that you go to is very open yeah now how long did you say you've been going to the swingers clubs since march of 2019 oh so you're a fairly newbie then fairly newbie and i only went to it twice before i took a month off because i was going through a divorce and i was like let's not go to the swingers club when i'm going through mental issues because that sounds like a recipe for disaster (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna come back home with like six different guys and we we say it all time you got to be in the right frame of mind absolutely (laughs) All right, so let's get into some more fun questions. Uh, let me run this one by you. At what point do you tell people in the lifestyle that you're trans? And I'll kind of preface this uh, question a little bit. A year ago when we saw you at the pool party, it was late one night. Everybody's doing their bit. You came crawling out of the pool without me knowing who you were. I'm like, okay, here's here's a younger, taller, leaner, nice-boobed young lady. And then I'm like, and she, there's a cock. <laughs> so at, at what point do you pop that? I don't want to say pop that out there. At what point... <laughs> At what point do you tell everybody what what they're in for? If I don't slip up and just reveal it beforehand, because sometimes I'll just say something and people are like, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I had to take my kids to their mom the other day. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you mean, mom? (laughs) Or just something stupid like that. Usually I'll let them know during the first sign of interest or if they make some sort of joke about, hey, I want to eat your pussy. I'll just be like, that'd be great if I had one. (laughs) I would love to see somebody's face when they're like, that's, they, they, that's why a, I do it. They've had a few drinks and they're like, wait a minute. That's why I do it. But, um, but yeah, if you start showing interest in me, like even, even if like you asked to touch me, I'm just going to be like, Hey, just to let you know beforehand, I am trans. So I hope you're okay with that because I don't want to lead anyone on. I don't want to misconstrue the situation and I don't want to overstep boundaries because that's just an easy way for me to get hurt. Or mm-hmm. killed and or someone just to feel awkward and why would I want to make someone feel awkward so with that though do you feel obligated at the very beginning like when you first meet someone do you feel like you need to tell them no. or I don't not I don't. until like you start negotiating play or there's interest in play oh yeah and like if people will just come up and start if they talk to me and they just decide to start touching me without me telling them to Ugh, I won't I fucking that. tell them yeah. I'll be I'll be vague about it and I'll just turn to them and be like you're not going to like what you find. Wow. And people are stupid. They don't realize it. And I've had guys continue going on and get a handful of dick and then be like, uh, and walk off and be like, I tried to warn you. Maybe if you were to talk to me first, you would have figured that out. But I guess that's a good way to deal with bad manners. Is now, just like, now, surprise, you could, motherfucker. now you can feel humiliated. <laughs> and he's like, wait, wait. And then, he, then he's all, his ego's crushed. He's like, Jesus Christ, I can't come back here. Which, I mean, I only do that in the swingers clubs because there's security everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to see someone, like, get ticked off and punch me because I know the next thing I'm going to see is that person being dragged out. And Well, not even by security. It'll be everyone else because... I've I've had plenty of people in there that once they learned about who I was, they've been like, listen, if anyone fucks with you, 
I'll be there and I will stop them. And I was like, oh, thank you. Do you ever feel like you're fetishized or something like that? that that's a tough one. And that's, no, it's, it's actually not. Like, I, we, Well, it feels offensive to ask. Yeah. Because, we, you know, we've, we've heard black women say, guys just want to sleep with me because it's black. It's not because I'm attractive. It's not because I'm nice. They just want a black girl. Well, and so I almost hate to ask you that question. And but, I get that I mean, sometimes. It's, it's I have blonde true. hair, blue eyes. I get that from, like, the darker-skinned guys. I want a blonde girl. I want a white yep. girl. I mean, it's absolutely true i get fantasized a lot and sometimes i like it because sometimes i am in that mood and i'm like i want to go out to the club and be a fucking sex object some days part of me being pansexual and liking all different kinds of things some days i want to go in there and find someone that just wants to get close and cuddle and actually be romantic about it and want likes me because of who i am and not my body that's a true female statement right there (laughs) yeah but i've been (laughs) fetishized for so many different reasons like I can't say one time at a pool party because I've been to one pool party. So <laughs> it, was, it was a pretty big incident then. I had this guy that was really interested in me, and we were talking. He was cute, so I was like, "Yeah, sure, I'll keep talking." Well, I found out he was really interested in me because he always felt he was a girl, but never acted on it. And now he's older in life and felt like it was too late. And I was like, well, first of all, no, it's not." So he wanted to be with me because he wanted to see what it would have been like if he was would have transitioned or something. It was hmm. it was all right. It wasn't that interesting in bed, but it was. That's then, a weird one. Oh, I have another weird one. Lay it on us. Lay it on us. That's what we're here Which, for. I don't know. Okay, so I'm going to preface this that I don't know the full story here. This is what me and a couple other people have surmised from the interactions we've had. But I was at a club party one night, and this couple called me over, and I've talked to him a couple times. I was like, yeah. Went and sat with him, was talking to him, and the wife was telling him, hey, kiss her. Touch her tits. Go grab her crotch. And he's like, can I? And I was like, I don't care, whatever. (laughs) And he was doing that for a while, and then I was like, okay, I got to get up. I got to go walk around, make sure no one's getting into anything crazy. Yeah. And so I go walking around. Eventually, I find myself back in the playroom, and this guy that was touching me is sitting in the corner of the playroom on a couch with his hands in his head looking down, and there's a girl dancing on the dance floor in front of him, a guy getting a blowjob on the couch next to him, another girl getting whipped on the cross, and he's sitting in the corner with his hands in his head looking down at the ground. So it's like, there's obviously something going on with this guy, but I'm like, I'm not getting involved in this. Yeah, you're like, this is something. I... I stay in there for like 10 minutes and he's like that the whole fucking time. I go out and I go to the front door to talk to my friend. As soon as I arrived, he's like, oh, someone did not have a good time with you. And I was like, wait, what? And he's like, yeah, this girl just came up saying she couldn't find her husband. Um, he was feeling up this trans girl and they were talking and all of a sudden he ran off and they had an argument. Can't find him. Oh my goodness. And I'm like, well, there's only one trans girl in this place that I know of. And I can pick them out pretty easily because I'm trans. I mean, we have a gift. (laughs) So it's like, oh boy, there's only one person that's felt me up. And that's the guy that's sitting in that freaking playroom. So it's like, I don't know what happened here. But I'm assuming whether he got a handful of dick and it made him really question his life choices because either he liked it too much or didn't like it or... Did the wife know? Or the wife was encouraging it. 
Or what I think more along the lines is since the wife was encouraging it, I wonder if she started shaming him, doing stuff like, yeah, did you like that dick? And he couldn't handle it. That's pretty fucked up, though. And so at that point, I was like, I don't know what's going on in this situation, but there's red flags going up everywhere. (laughs) I am done. I am done. You're like, I haven't talked to that guy. they invited me back to their room at this point, and I'm like, no, I'm sorry, you know. Yeah. (laughs) It's like no. That's definitely a no go. It's just there's just red flags. Well, do you feel swinger parties and the lifestyle is a good fit for trans people? I know you kind of differ a little bit. You know the way we look at it. A gay club is guys on guys. A lesbian club would be girl on girl. Do you feel this is kind of a good middle ground? It really just depends on what you're looking for. I went to the gay clubs for a while, and at least down in the neighborhood over here on 23rd Street. And well, we're from here, so we know. Yeah. We've been down there, too. <laughs> and so I went to some of those clubs, and they were definitely different. One, I could tell people were hyped up on not just marijuana, which I can tell there are people that probably get hyped up on marijuana at the clubs because people go back to their rooms all the time. Yeah. But when you see someone that's dripping sweat and dancing at 400 miles per hour, you know they've probably taken more than just marijuana and alcohol in their mm-hmm. system. It kind of turn me off in that like don't get me wrong i'm totally marijuana friendly but i don't fuck around with that hard shit because one i know i have addictive personality and that shit will ruin my life really fast mm-hmm. it's just in general the swingers clubs seem to have been more they've all been accepting Okay. That was what I was going to ask is that, you know, are the swingers, do you feel the swingers are open to you? I know you've had some that say they got your back. If somebody crosses some lines with you, has the swinger community been good to you? Good to me, yes. But as for them being into me, if that's what you're trying to ask. Both ways. Okay. So open to me, yeah. Actually, actually, let me rephrase that. It came to mind. The swingers are supposed to be known for being open and accepting people. In the real world, are swingers treating you any better than the people out here at McDonald's or Walmart are? Absolutely. Okay. I can tell you that for 100% fact when i go to the swingers clubs i'm talking to someone that's really cute and we're hitting it off and i tell them i'm trans and they're not into it they just say hey i'm not into it and i'm like okay and we might continue chatting and having a drink and having a good time and sometimes we'll even start talking about people that we're both interested in when this happens when i go to the bar and shit like this happens no that's when people grab me and yell at me like the last time I went to a bar by myself, Sky bought me a drink, which I read nothing into it because the last time I was at the bar, he bought everyone shots. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you're buying me a drink. That means nothing because you've bought yeah. everyone shots before. And we're chatting. And he's drinking too much. So he starts talking about how he wants to take me home and fuck my pussy hard. And that's when I turned to him and I said, I would if I had pussy. And I just look back up to the TV and he's like what are you talking about and I was like I got a dick I'm sorry and he's like why would you say that to me and I was like because it's true <laughs> and he didn't want to believe me and so he sat there in silence for a minute and he's like are you lying to me and I was like no and I look back to the TV and I just see out of the corner of my hand as his hand goes straight to my fucking crotch Oh my and God. I squeeze my thighs and just grab his hand. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? And he pulls his hands away and walks off. And I'm like, can I get the check? I'm fucking out of here. And it's like, shit like that never happens in the swingers communities. That happens in the real world. Swingers communities, from what I've experienced are very polite when it comes to it. I mean, Mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. There's bad apples in every group. And there Mm -hmm. are some that don't deserve to be out there because they just walk up and grab people. No matter what what gender you are. And those people don't usually last out there long. 
No, that's one reason that I don't kiss on people or make out with people because I found that if I'm kissing, let's say, Bob, then Steve will see me kiss Bob and then Steve comes over and acts like he, I can kiss him. And I'm like, no, I don't. What You're are you doing? property. Yeah. No, I was making out with Steve yeah. or Bob one at and the time. And he, Mr. Flamingo never believed me on that until Naughty in New Orleans last year. And then I was like, watch this. Yeah, we, we had an episode where it happened and I'm like, okay, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. It gets fun. But, yeah, no, swingers are very open. And Good. Well, that's, that's, that makes me happy to hear that, you know, we, that's one thing we preach is, hey, we're open. Uh, it may not be our kink, but we, we are accepting. Like, when I first started out there, no one knew I was trans. Like, you mm-hmm. look at me, you're not going to know I'm no. trans. Maybe if I've been smoking a lot, my voice might come off as masculine, but I've always had even a higher-pitched voice, so that doesn't happen too much. When I first started going out there and I actually got the first person's phone number that I was talking to, I was texting him and I was told him, like, okay, I sense you're interested in me and I'm trans. He was like, well, that's not my thing. He's like, but you seem cool. We'll continue talking. He's like, I just want to warn you. I've been in this lifestyle for a long time. People like you have come in here and they've been shunned out. They've been ignored. They've, because they're not everyone's type of thing. And he was like, just take us up. And so I took that to heart. And like that pool party, that was the first time I ever got fully naked out there. I used to go in wearing two pairs of underwear just so no one could risk seeing any sort of bulge. So no one would ever know. Mm-hmm. Eventually I got brave enough and I just put it down to one pair of underwear and still somehow people didn't know because I'm good at talking. <laughs> <laughs> so finally at the full party I was like, fuck it. I want a skinny dip because I like to skinny dip and I don't give a shit anymore. And that was after four years or four months of being there. And so... Finally, these people have got took four months to get to know me. So mm-hmm. they decided they they figured out they like who I am. They like what I talk about. I'm an interesting person, and I think that really helped them come along. Like if I went in there day one, pulled out my dick, and started helicoptering on that fucking <laughs> dance floor, I guarantee you, people would have been like, "What the fuck? Get the fuck out of here!" <laughs> maybe you should just, I, maybe you should have just gone in with a shock and awe <laughs> and just let it, let the cards fall where they may. I think the fact that I helped them. Yeah. See that I am just like every one of the other girls out there. I just got a little bit extra equipment that it helped them kind of be more open to me. Well, I know. I've even had some of the people that work there come up to me and been like, these people are a lot more open than I ever remember them being like. I will say I've that, never seen that club like is very open. So it many, is. Very open. So much attention. Most of the time, people like you, they come once or twice and they never show up again because no one talked to them. I wonder because you are a little more outgoing. I mean, from the moment we saw oh, yeah. you, you you're outgoing. Do you think it's because they're afraid to talk to people? A lot of people in this this is weird. A lot of people in the swingers clubs they seem to not like approaching people. Everyone there seems no. to want to be the one being we know. approached. We know. I am the it exact is. same because I want like it's it's yeah it's like no it desire. is that way. I want to be pursued. I want to be like the one where the guy sees me from across the room, and be like, I just got to talk to her and come over to me. That would be wonderful. She has trouble with guys, and we, oh, gosh, it, it yeah. seems like there's so many beta guys out there that if she's not throwing themselves at her, they don't want anything to do with it. I mean, um, I guess I get I get a target in my mind, and I'm like, I'm gonna pursue her. Dude, well, I'm pursue no, her, but you're like you're like a freaking pro. You're like, oh, it's, it's a predator. <laughs> I'm gonna cut you off with the wine. I spent 30 years of my life pursuing women. I'm done pursuing people. I was never good at it. Like, I want the other flip side of the coin for a little bit. Let, let me sit back and relax and have them pursue me, and maybe I can be like, oh, that's what I was doing wrong. <laughs> 
I know that for us, we go into a club and we're like, you know what, we're going to talk to five couples or five different people. You know, like we just kind of have our number and we make sure that we make the rounds and talk to people like that. Because you have to, because that's one thing that people are like, oh, everyone was snobby. Well, did you stand in the corner with your thumb up your ass and didn't talk to them? I mean, you got to talk. I mean, I do that some nights too. Some nights I go out there and it's just like, it's just a work night. I'm not really in the mood for Yeah, fun. you just, just want to be in the atmosphere. But I want to go talk to people. And so it's like, I want to talk to people, but I don't want to get involved in people. So I don't yeah. want to put off the wrong vibes. So I'll just be a people watcher that night. I'll go mm-hmm. sit at my table. I'll have smokes and I'll drink. And I'll talk to the people around that table. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to go up and just give someone false hope and then just be like, oh, no, sorry, I'm not in the mood today. Sorry, I wasted all your night. Well, getting into what you do like at the club, there's a whole batch of questions here. What is your dynamic as far as couples? Do you have a certain type of couple you're ap- you look after? Do you have a certain style of play? Uh, what what attracts you when you walk into the club and you're and you're not waiting to be pursued? What what oh, what's Miss, what's Miss Foxy doing? Those I know. are three different, very very well, questions. Hit, hit any of them on the head. Take take the one All you right, want to take. Let's go with the attracted to. Okay, cause... this coming weekend, what's Miss Foxy going after? Really, just depends on if I'm in the mood for a woman or the guy in the day. First of all, but I mean, it changes all the time, which is probably why I'm single. <laughs> That's why you're in the lifestyle. Exactly. You get it all. Looks wise, I do enjoy people that are somewhat fit just because Mm -hmm. I want to know that you're going to take care of your body because that just tells you signs that, you know, that they have a good appetite. Their cum's going to taste nice. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I've learned all sorts of stuff I've not known otherwise. Um, they're probably not depressed and stuff if they're mm-hmm. keeping themselves fit and stuff like that. For men, I do like muscles. I do like guys that are more my height or taller. I'm not really, like, your beard's fine. But, like, these people that have beards down here, like the ZZ Top beards, no. I had this guy that wanted to hook up with me for, like, a year. And I was telling him, you have to shave that beard first or at least trim it. And he refused. Um, Braid it and and tuck it. And I told him, I was like, we are never going to do anything until you do that. It's like, that is just a huge turnoff for me. And he would send me pictures of like food getting stuck in it. And I'm like, ugh, stop. That's attractive. Hey, do you want to see a piece of shrimp I forgot about from last night? Here it is. But for girls, I like shorter girls again fit um because i like to be able to pick them up and stuff if there's someone if they're my like i'm very high energy i don't mm-hmm. know if it comes off to, <laughs> through my voice that well but i'm very bouncy and high energy if, mm-hmm. if someone can keep up with me that's what i'm gonna find like there was this girl that came in one week and even during check-in she was like all jumpy up and i was like i'm gonna be giving her the tour because this is gonna be icebreaker yep <laughs> And that was a fun night with her. (laughs) Now, style of play, though, again, that's different for guys and girls. When I'm with girls, I don't have desire to fuck. Like, first of all, it doesn't work that well. As I told you earlier, Mm -hmm. I'm practically chemically castrated. And that's the issue I have is a lot of girls like, well, I've blown you for a bit and I've gotten you hard. You should be able to fuck me. I was like, yeah, for about 35 seconds. And then I'm just going to be slapping a wet noodle against your pussy because Mm -hmm. I don't have the testosterone to maintain an erect. So for girls, I like more of cuddling oral play making out the central the more essential stuff Mm -hmm. for guys i'll make out with you i'd love to get fucked and i'll cuddling falling asleep on your chest stuff like that i like to be dominated by men for sure but girls it's more of just girl stuff yeah now i did hear through the grapevine that you're into flogging are you i've gotten into flogging from well in the club because i never tried it before then i know i've i've heard about it but i've never had a place to try it Mm -hmm. it's what i like about the club is you can just go in and watch someone flog someone and they'll 
they'll turn around and be like, oh, you're watching. You want to go next? And it's like, yeah, yeah sure. And so that's how I got into it. And I've had good experiences and bad experiences with that before. I have learned to observe the flogger beforehand because I have come back with bruises all up and down mm-hmm. my leg because they didn't know how to use the flogger properly. And then I've also had some days that were just amazing. Now, for the dynamic of couples, though, it's it's been all over. I've been with... Guys that have never been with a trans person before that has always wanted to try it. Guys whose wife has wanted to see a trans person. Guys who has wanted to see their wife get fucked by a trans person, which, again, it's not a long show, but I give them what they want sometimes. So you've got all <laughs> sorts of dynamics. You've got the top dynamic, the bottom dynamic, the I, I lesbian dynamic. I prefer not having the top dynamic. Okay, that's not sometimes your Sometimes I will top, but... It's not on command. I don't even control it. It's just some days I'll wake up and I'll be like, I'm in the dominant mood today. It must be the one day of the year. Let's <laughs> fucking do this. She kicks open the front door and goes, look out, and bitches. So, and, and if I have a girl nearby, I'll be like, grab you, shove you down on the bed, and let's go. Let's wow. have fun. Hmm. But most of the time, I'm not in that mood. It's more of, yeah, I don't like hurting people. And that's why I don't like being doms. Because it feels like I'm hurting people when I like just grab you and shove you down. It's like, no, I'm sorry. Was that too hard? <laughs> like my ex used to want to be choked and I'm just like how am I supposed to do that <laughs> alright so let's get into a little more juicy stuff it's gonna start getting good alright like it hasn't been Yep. <laughs> so I have a question do you feel that the males ignore you like in the public or in front of the wives or partners and then they DM you later like Seriously. Sometimes. I, I actually know for a fact this has happened before because I was trying to talk to this guy at the club. And he was kind of passing me off. Mm-hmm. And he messaged me like a couple days later on Discord saying, hey, I'm sorry, my wife. She's like really homophobic. She wouldn't understand. But I really want to be with you, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, you should get yourself a more accepting wife then. Because yeah, you shouldn't be with someone that makes... That judges you. That's not a good way to live your life. Trust me, I've been there. Was this a lifestyle couple that was yeah. saying it? Yeah. And so I was like, oh, that, I hate that because to me, that's like, dude, you're living partially a lie and that will catch up to you in time. Well, we ran into that down in Texas quite a bit that a lot of the men are into other men and it's like almost shunned in some of the circles. They're yeah. just really, oh, you can't be this and you can't be that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm kind of like, as long as you and your partner, your spouse know what's going on, you don't have to justify yourself to anyone else. Be happy. That's yeah. like when we, we were talking to you at the club the other night and, you know, we gave you a hug. I mean, I told you we're huggers. You know, some people are looking at us and I'm like, I don't have to justify who or what I do. <laughs> I'm um, a hugger if, too. If, yeah, if, you, if you don't like my choices, goodbye. There's one night I stood out there, that door when people were leaving and just hugged every single person that left just because it's like hey thanks for coming give me a hug i'll see you later i was probably a little junk but (laughs) still at school that was probably the only time that they've admitted their wife didn't know i did find out the hard way sometimes that the wife didn't know this was years before yeah transitioning though that was when hooked up with a guy apparently his wife suspected him of cheating so set up some hidden cameras in the house And I got a text from him, like, the next day saying, so we were caught on a hidden camera. The wife's got a recording of us together. (laughs) And I have no idea where that recording is. It's probably on some internet website somewhere. Wow. Fuck knows. It's on cheaters (laughs) or whatever. Did, did you think back and put any think if you put in a good performance that night? Though, like, ah, well, I'm finished, so okay. I think well. I did. 
<laughs> I mean, he enjoyed it, and that's really all that mattered at the time. So do you consider yourself a kinkster or a swinger? We've heard you kind of mention both sides of the fence. What's your take on everything? Yeah, I'm a very into different kinks. Anything I mean, you... I'm kind of both. Okay. But Anything I like, you tell us about? Um, I'm a very big person to experiment. I mean, I do have some hard limits. Like, I don't want poop. Or no, pee. No. One, I've tried pee before. I hated it. Let's not do that again. <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you looking at me for? All oh, the pee bit. Yeah. The other morning, we were having reclaimed sex and like pee on me. She's like, oh, I can't. <laughs> we were in the club's hotel, so I wasn't worried about the sheets. I don't like to clean up messes, which is no. why you should oh, swallow. No. So. No, I, think, uh, I, have, I have fuzzy blankets that I take to the hotels, and I'm like, this, I like become the cum Nazi. I'm like, don't come on my blanket. Cum Nazi. <laughs> yeah, our friendship's always become on her blanket. I get all freaked out about it. But now when it comes to like all different sort of kinks I'm in, I'm probably into stuff not a lot of people in the club are into. Like sometimes you'll see me in there and I'll be walking around in a fucking chastity cage because I'm into stuff like Sissification, forced feminization, which, as I see these, you'll probably understand a bit yeah. more why mm-hmm. I went to them. Hypnosis, brainwashing, chastity, orgasm, denial, teasing, glory holes for sure, group play, come play, all different stuff. It's we have to say it's the club. Interesting. The club has stepped up its game on its kink room over the years. When we first started, it was just a couple little beds, but Tim and Tamara really stepped up the game on on the kink stuff there. Yeah, I'm still trying to get the person that built that cross to build me one with hinges on it so I could hide it from my kids, but I could have one at my house. <laughs> it's it hasn't you got the yet. travel model basically. <laughs> just exactly. Legos, Legos I out. I mean, where would I put it? In my storm shelter? Well, that would be an awkward situation come tornado season. Can't Mommy, even, I can't Mommy even. what is this? You strap yourself into it so the tornado doesn't take you away. I would say that. You, you put a helmet on the kids and strap them to the cross and hope for the best. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's her parenting there. Well, I'll tell you a quick story. When we moved from Arkansas back to Oklahoma, we had some friends help us move, and we had some restraints on the bed we forgot to take off. And I the, couldn't the, get them off. The coworker that was helping me, he grabbed that part of the bed and saw these handcuffs there and was just kind of like the look on it. He was very straight-laced. The look on his face was like, mm, I'm not even going to ask. <laughs> I've just been like, hey, look, you look like you're having fun here. Don't put your hands in. We can't find the, the keys to them. <laughs> that sounds even better. So do you have one specific area of the kink that you gravitate towards? It's neat. You try them all. But Probably a lot more towards the hypnosis and brainwashing stuff. Because now, is that done by professional? I can't say it's something we're super no, familiar with. No, it's more of, you can find videos of it online. It has a lot of like flashing images and suggestive messages, usually through auditory and or visual. Hmm. Wow. And if you take it with mind-altering stuff, like... You know, you get high on pot and you take it and it makes you a little bit more susceptible to it. A lot of people will do poppers. Those are pretty common in the gay community. Which is what? They're yeah. amino nitrate, I believe. They're they're kind of like um nitrate. You, okay. sni- okay. you sniff okay. them and it gives you a mind high for a mind rush for like 20 seconds. And the reason it's huge in the gay community is because it all it's a vasodilator. So it opens up your veins, mm-hmm. which your sphincter has a lot of veins in it. So it makes anal a whole lot more pleasurable and less resistant. So you don't need the analies. Oh yeah, you can totally have them. Don't she's taking notes for some weird reason over there. <laughs> you you can totally freaked. have <laughs> raw anal on poppers because at that point it won't matter. You'll just it just opens up. Okay, what's the next fucking topic on the list? <laughs> <laughs> you, you just don't want to be hypnotized by me. Okay. Uh, I do have some harder kinks, but I try not to mention them too much because they actually can be used against me. Off camera. Uh, or off camera. Off 
something. It's like blackmail. Like, I don't want to put that out there because then someone's going to do it. And it's yeah. got to be, that's one of those things that has to be, it's like rape play. It has to yeah. be yeah. essential beforehand. I don't want some dude just finding pictures of me and yeah, we actually blackmailing me. We go to a lot of the dungeon kink world <laughs> fetish stuff. Uh, when we go to Naughty in New Orleans, yeah, there been some mutilation. They do a lot of classes on rape, it. and we're just like, oh, that's a little strong. I've also gotten into the chalk play. Yes, I've, I've always yep. wanted to try that. My oh. first party, some, my partner I was with is like, someone's got the shock toys back in the playroom. I'm like, I'm going to try it out. I got to try that the first time. It is fun. We actually like that. Yeah. I do like it. It's a Mr. Lot of fun. Flamingo didn't think he liked it until I uh I'm actually, he lost a bet. I'm actually glad I tried it because when they did it, they did it a lot of my nipples. And when I finally went and got them tattooed, that's mm-hmm. exactly what it felt like getting them tattooed. So I was terrified going in and the, once they started tattooing, I was like, Oh, I've had this plenty of times. Yeah. <laughs> did you have hearts done on yours? Yes. I was drinking the other night and plus I was trying not to stare too hard, but I swear that's what I was seeing. <laughs> <laughs> Most people think they're pasties until they see it, like, a second time. And then they're like, wait, those are still there. And it's like, yeah. It's like, those are tattoos? Like, hmm. Then the next question is always, did it hurt? And it's like, well, obviously a little bit. Getting a needle shoved through your nipple thousands of times probably just doesn't feel good after 30 minutes on each nipple. Tell them it feels like a little magical unicorn <laughs> licking around on it and let them go. Um, fire play is also good. I that- I got a video of someone lighting me on fire just because I wanted to show one of my coworkers from my day job. And <laughs> now, speaking of your coworkers, so do your friends and coworkers know that you're a swinger? Yeah, I bet you get some good stories on Monday morning when you come into the office, don't you? Absolutely, I have one of my coworkers. She is absolutely wonderful, and she is the one of the most innocent people I've ever met in my life. Those are the fun ones. Corrupt. And it is wonderful, like. I do everything I can because I don't want to be the one to corrupt her. I I adore the innocence. But I'll try and tell her some of these stories. Like, that's why I got that Fireplay video. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I like living vicariously through you. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what did you do this weekend? She's like, I, I did some crazy stuff, but here's a story. Has any Have any of your friends asked to go with you? Have they taken that jump over to the dark um, side? I have been able to get some of them to go with me sometimes. Like, the last time I... Sorry. Last time I was able to get one <laughs> song with me, they came with me for my birthday party because there was like Guilty Pleasures opening night was my birthday mm-hmm. party. So I was like, hey, come for my birthday party. And it's my friend's night opening of the club. So let's celebrate. But normally I go alone. Well, it sounds like you've got a lot of stuff uh, already checked off, but we always ask people this. Do you have a sexual bucket list for your swinger adventures? Yeah, I got a couple of things that I still have yet to try. I want to be the main attraction in a gangbang one day, one day. That would be kind of fun. Ideally, this would happen before I got surgery because that would be more like a lot of the porn I watch. So then I, then I could like live out the fantasy I've always had. We've heard it's hard to line guys up for that that flake out. Do you think you'll have much luck or have you had any offers yet? No offers yet. I've heard stories about guys coming in and just being like, hey, my wife's on the table. Here's a it happens. Bu- here's a bucket of condoms. Whoever wants to go at it, grab mm-hmm. a condom and go. And it's like shit like that. That sounds kind of fun. <laughs> I got requested for a gangbang one night. You did. Well, I'd say a guy came up to me. He actually came up. Actually asked our friend. Asked our friend to ask me. Said, (laughs) hey, would Mr. Flamingo jump in on this? And he's like, ooh, you're just going to have to hit him up. This is high school stuff now. So So he was over telling me. And we were laughing. The husband comes up to me and they're giving me the sign run. But I I was going to hear him out. He's like, hey, I I just need to hit you up. Uh, Are you interested in 
doing a birthday gangbang for my wife, and I'm trying to keep a straight face. My, my thoughts going, "Fuck no, let me out of here." So, but I'm like, mm, "No, I, I just, I don't think so." And he's like, "Well, you can go first. And I'm like, "Hmm, no, no. no. Well, because- you, can, you can go last. Hmm, no, no. I just, I just don't think that's my bit. I'm sorry. Uh, She's awesome. a great girl, but I'm out of here. But um, ho- hopefully, you'll have better luck than that. Yeah. I, I figure you'll have a lot. I, I haven't it. even perceived that at all yet. Like, I've, I don't know the first step of who I would ask. I mean, obviously, it would probably just be the people that have fucked me before and just been like, they'd bring friends. Yeah. That would work. It would, maybe." Unless you want to be blindfolded and a bunch of strangers or something crazy like that. That's I don't know if I do the blindfold thing. That would make me probably feel a little bit too unsafe. But if it was people you've already had sex with before, that would be fun. Yeah, but not all of them, unfortunately, okay. like to see be seen having sex with someone uh. like me, which is something I have ran into, which kind of sucks, but... It comes with the territory, and you just learn to... If I want dicks, sometimes I got to deal with the dicks. <laughs> That's a good way, good way to put um, it. Another bucket list is I would love to find someone to just lock me in chastity and have control of the key completely. They keep me horny for long periods of time. They decide when I release, how I release. Pretty much just get me to the point where I'm begging hmm. for it, because that would be fun. That sounds like my everyday life. No, she's giving me a dirty look now. I'm sorry. Hey, you better be careful because I do know a lot about chastity and I can tell fit you for one if you start misbehaving. Were you a track runner in high school? Because I still think I can outrun you. No, but I'm pretty quick. Okay. You got me scared now, so I'm, I'm going to mind my manners. I got those long legs. Yeah. So do you want to go on the... No, because you, you know I'm going to fuck up that word. Memorable? Yeah. Memorable. <laughs> do you have a memorial? You're like, I'm not dead yet. My eye. She gets there, words that she struggles with. There's certain words that I can't say because of my accent, and so it just fucks it up. <laughs> yeah, she'll look at me occasionally and be like, just say it. Okay. All right. With that said, do you have any memorial? <laughs> 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 You've been talking about your hypnotism. I did that. I'm usually better than that. God damn it. I'm going to fuck this up three times now. God damn it. <laughs> So do you have any memorable stories you'd like to share with us on your sexual adventures? I mean, I have some interesting stories. Some of them are sexy. Some of them are weird. I, I have a lot of weird stuff that happens around me. I seem to attract it. We so love weird. weird. We love the weird. Light on us. <laughs> so do I. I also once helped set up and participate in a gangbang on this girl. That was pretty fun. Now, we heard a story you were leading somebody around recruiting people. Was that it? So this girl, I saw her at the beginning of the night, and I was like, she's my type. I'm talking to her for sure. And I went and talked to her, ran into her in the playroom, and then she's like, I want to go down on you. And I was like, well, I'm trans. She's like, okay, that sounds fun. <laughs> like, okay, this is a good sign already. So we go over to her bed going down on me. She wants me to fuck her. And I'm like, it's not going to last long, but I'll do it. And it's the first time I fucked a girl in like... A year. And in the middle of it, I'm, like, looking up, and I was, like, counting, and I'm, like, there's 20 people fucking watching us right now, and this isn't a large party. This is, like, a third of the party is in here watching me and her right now. Okay. Because <laughs> I've never fucked someone in the club, including the owners who were in there. <laughs> I guess you can kind of attest to how many people are interested in trans yeah. sex. Later on, went back, and she wanted more sex. So, at that point, that was one of the few times I felt dominant. I was like, all right, I'll try and take control here a little bit. And I threw her over the side of the couch and started taking her from behind. And a guy went in front of her. But again, I couldn't laugh. And so I pulled out and she's like, I want someone to fuck me. And I was like, why don't we just fucking put the blindfold on you and let whoever the fuck wants to fuck you, fuck you. She's hmm. like, okay. 
So I went and got the blindfold, put it on, and stepped back and I said, come on, guys, start lining up. At one point, there was, she had three dicks in front of her while she had one dick inside of her. And I think I counted a total of like six people throughout that period. And finally, when she was like, stop, I'm done, I was like, hey, everyone, back back up. She said she's done. I'd probably have a little bit of sensory overload. Like, I would be like, she was so happy afterwards. Like, my God, she she was like crawling on the floor, writhing in pleasure. It's it like <laughs> I haven't seen that in a long fucking time. So that was a fun night. Also, um, I've had some good and bad times in the glory hole. Glory hole is one of my favorite places, but it's now where are you at in this glory hole? I'm usually one inside it. Inside of it, yeah. So, which I don't like that they put the lights in there because oh, you have the, identify the, the yeah, pink yeah. or the blue girl, a blue light for a guy. And my personal preference is honestly, well, not preference, but you stick your dick in a fucking hole and someone's sucking it on the other side. The whole point is you don't know who it is. And honestly, even if you're straight, if it feels fucking good and you come, is that a problem? I guess not. Exactly. First time I went in there, I don't know if someone, like, was outside telling people, but it's like, I had five fucking guys in a row, and I'm like, how the fuck do I get out of this place now that I'm in here? Because wow. I don't want to just be like, someone stick their dick through and be like, I'm out and walk out, because then they see me walk out, and that's like an ego blow to them, and so it's just like, as long as they kept coming, I, they kept coming. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, shut down the club. You still might be in the box tonight. I know. But I've also had some not-so-great times in there, like when people don't stay out of the booth when they're not supposed to. Like, I was mm-hmm. giving this guy a head once, and apparently his wife came into the booth without being invited, and she started putting her hands on me, and I'm still going. She's encouraging me to suck them off. And she puts her hand on my crotch and figures out that I've got more equipment than she expected. And she tells me to continue going, so I continue going. The next day, there was a Facebook post about oh, no. this guy oh, was no. getting oral sex from what turned out to be not a girl in the glory hole and he was upset and that's why these lights are there now by the way they didn't used to have those lights so it's probably probably a good safety feature though when they put those lights up they're like you put the light on based off of what genitals you have and i went up to the owner and said i'm putting the pink ones on i don't care and he's like oh no i was excluding you you put the pink ones on and i was like yeah because that's how i'm gonna fucking Mm -hmm. do because i'm a girl i'm not putting that blue light on but again you're not supposed to know so who the fuck cares that's the point of it it feels good yeah that's the point of the glory hole if it feels good it feels good the mystery is half the fun Mm -hmm. well we are kind of coming to the end of our questions. So let me ask you, what advice would you offer someone who feels they might be trans or looking to come out? For that is find someone you trust. Talk to them. I mean, shit. Hunt me down. You'll notice me in the club. I promise you. I'm very easy to notice in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And even if you don't notice me by my hair, once I take my clothes off, you're going to fucking notice me. <laughs> Just come up and chat or or just find someone that you can trust and just say, hey, this is how I'm feeling Mm -hmm. and I don't want to feel this way anymore. I want it to get better. Well, you mentioned that there have been some trans that have passed through and not stayed. What would you advise any trans people, I guess, female to male or male to female that are looking to possibly dip their toes in lifestyle? And this is an advice towards trans people. It's towards everyone. Just take it slow. Don't go in there expecting to get fucked or to fuck someone your first night in there. Mm -hmm. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. It might if you're super lucky, but even veterans that have been going to the club for decades, they don't get sex every time they go in there. It's a social club, first and foremost. 
take it slow. Get to know the people. It'll be more worthwhile. People will stick around once they know you, Mm -hmm. even if you're a little different, because they don't have those initial fears anymore. They It's like, oh, that person's trans. They're just a freak. They're going to want to fuck me in the ass. Well, if they've been talking to you for two months and you haven't tried to fuck them in the ass, they might realize that might be the wrong conclusion. That's when you throw up a hard limit. Hey, you can't fuck me in the ass. That's a hard limit for me. But we'll negotiate that's, that's this. People, that's, that's another thing. People will come up and be like, I'll tell them something. They'll be like, oh, fuck me. And I'm like, I don't do that. Sorry. <laughs> Okay, let me throw one more question at you before you go. Has the lifestyle helped you grow in any way? Absolutely. I am much more confident in my body now. Um, Even before the lifestyle, you wouldn't have ever found me taking my clothes off. I mean, I'd dress like this, but clothes stay Mm -hmm. on until I go home. I'm confident now enough. I have a rule with myself. If it's 10 p.m., my dress or top is coming off because I just love to be free. And it's just nice to just be out there. People look at me. They tell me I'm pretty. Even if they're not, even if I'm not their type, they still say it. And it it just helps me feel more confident in who I am. And plus, I've got to try a lot of new things I never would have done before here. Like, where else am I going to find someone to set me on fire and not kill me? (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know we've talked about lifestyle, but just in general, is there any advice you can give vanilla, straight, gays, anyone about transgender, something just kind of to take the stigma off of it? We're just like you. Mm-hmm. Like, we're all different. And the media likes, especially certain media outlets, like to show us in lights that we, that most people aren't. Like, you'll hear about the one bad person that poorly dresses as a woman and goes touches kids in the bathroom. Well, that's not what we do. And real trans people denounce people like that because they give us a bad name. There's good and bad of us, just mm-hmm. like there's good and bad of every single person, every single type of person in the world. But I promise you, there's more good ones than there's bad. I have met so many trans people since I have come out, and we're all such a wonderful, varied people, and if you just take time to get to know them, you'll find that there's usually someone hidden deep down that you would have never gotten to see if you didn't take the time to make them feel comfortable so they can show their truth. Because showing the true self is usually the biggest fear is... You don't know if I put on this dress and I walk to Walmart, is this guy in the milk aisle that's glaring at me and scowling, is he going to punch my fucking lights in or is he just going to walk off? Stuff like that's terrifying. People just need to interact with us more so that it gets past the stigmatization and the ignorance. Well, we appreciate you coming out and sharing your story. Like I said, we were a little apprehensive about hitting you up. You know, it's a big step coming out and admitting some of this stuff to the world. Uh, You're a very open and uh, confident girl and that's kind and what we wanted to portray in this. Yes. Well, thank you, Miss Foxy. And I hope you get a flamingle with us. That's flamingle next month at the pool party. Yes, yes I will be there. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. Well, we hope you've enjoyed our podcast. We are now on all major podcast platforms, including iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can also find us on the web at www.swingingflamingos.com Email us at swingingflamingos at gmail.com And of course, we would love to hear your questions, stories, and comments. And you can find us on social media on Twitter at 
Swinging Flamin 1. And that is S-W-I-N-G-I-N-G-F-L-A-M-I-N with the number 1. Instagram as Swinging Flamingos and Cassidy.com as Swinging Flamingos. Thank you guys for listening. And if you want to hear Miss Flamingo's sexy voice in real time, her personal cell phone number is no 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 don't be giving my phone number out all right maybe next time you're driving nuts hey look i got something for you Oh, wow. Would you, you like to join the conversation? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm waiting. I'm letting you do these. I, I feel like you're a fucking mom there. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> you want to hop in? No, yeah, I thought, well, she's already answered those, so I was kind of, uh, I thought you were going to do the next one. No, we're just still winging the, you're winging. I'm winging. Okay. Hold on. I'm winging it too. We're all just winging it. Right? Like we said, we always fuck up. Like, I got to think of where I want to go with this one. This is why we write outlines. I know. So he has in his head or, what or, he or, thinks. Or, yeah, just oh, yeah. Yeah, anything. Okay, it okay. It doesn't have to be what I think. Just put your words out. Yeah, it takes us a minute to get going. Yeah, and he's the way he's thinking is so different than the way I think, and so it takes us a minute to get in our groove, too. It's like, what did I tell you earlier? It's like, it's, it's, it's going to be like anal. It's going to be rough going at first, but it gets, it gets better later, the further you get into it. Once that analese gets a little better, uh, yeah. starts to work. Once you start going numb. <laughs> Yeah. Well, at least the entrance. Yeah. Lordy. <laughs> Y'all find this funny. It is funny. So I sit there, I'm like, oh, I want her finger to be like, take it out, yeah, take it out. No, it changed my mind. See, so many guys come up and they're like, I don't like anal. I don't want to stick something that far into me. And I'm like, you got to realize the prostate's only about this far in. You don't got to stick much in. You just got to stick and wiggle. And trust me, it feels wonderful. It's kind of, I'm really glad I have a prostate, actually. <laughs>